Welcome to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kiran Kumar, founder of Roaring Ahead and host of You're Not Invisible After 50. Despite the title, you don't have to be over 50 to listen to this podcast. No matter whether you're 25, 45 or 65, we can all learn lessons from each other to help us build a better, more fulfilled life. Come listen to the inspiring stories of all of the phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. They are not invisible. I'm not invisible and neither are you. No matter what society says, life doesn't end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning. Welcome to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kieran and the host of this podcast. We're all about showcasing phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. You'll get to hear all the inspiring stories while you don't have to be invisible after 50. So sit back and enjoy the wonderful life story from this week's guest. My today's guest is Carol Haycock. Hi, Carol. How are you? Hello, I'm well, thank you. Yes, how are you? I'm absolutely fine. I'm buzzing <laughs> to have you here. As I just said a moment ago, you're my fourth captive, so I'm a happy buddy. <laughs> so what I'm going to get you to do, Carol, is to introduce yourself to our listeners with just the one line that describes you and because that's your first introduction, and then we'll get into the body of this podcast. Okay. So I'm a holistic um, healer, and I like to work with women. I like to give women the power, show them how to hold that power, how to work with it. I've done lots of things in the past that brought me to this point. Um, but I, I'm, I'm where I want to be in life. I um, I like helping others. I think that's where I am. I've got to say, I'm happy with me, so I want to help other people. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I think we're all in the same boat, aren't we? Because that's what we're all about at the moment. So let's go into the body of the podcast. Right, so we're going to kind of cover your life story. And we're going to start with, like, your past and also to the present obviously but also the point where you were around about 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 moving into your 50s or just like your 50s you know that milestone um and what was a trigger was there a trigger so let's start at the beginning let's just give it to me as you want so over to you okay um so I grew up in Scotland and um, I was always quite a quiet person. I've always thought I'm quiet. Apparently, I don't come across that way, but I do. Um, I'm very geeky, always happy. I like numbers. I like science. Um, and at school, I did really well in all those subjects. Um, for some reason, when I was about nine or ten, I got put a year ahead, skipped a year. So I ended up doing my O levels at 15 and my highest at 16. And I thought, that's wonderful. You know, went to the universities, spoke to the people and said, oh, you've got all the points. Yes, you can do what you want. 
great. Want to know maths degree. Come back in a year. Um, why? Because you're not old enough. But you just told me I've got all the points. Blah, blah, blah. Um, unfortunately, at that time, my mum and dad weren't sort of people who would argue. You didn't do that then. Um, so basically, I was told to go away, which I did. But being stubborn, because I have a bit of a stubborn streak, um, I just thought, well, you know, I'm just going to go and get a job and I might go back in a year, I might not. So I ended up um, working in the co-op as office junior. And again, I used to get everything done and get bored, so I'd go and play more work. So I ended up doing a bit of everything. I knew about all the departments and was doing really well and decided to go in the Air Force. <laughs> so, a big step forward. You know, um, yes. To this day, my mum, I waited just under a year to get into the Air Force. My mum actually thought that I was taking days off work to go shopping and that I was telling her I was going to the Air Force as a sort of like, almost like a joke. She didn't believe me. She only believed me when I handed my notice in and bought a suitcase. And wow, that's interesting. It was like the week before I went. So she had to take it all in a week. It was really quite funny. Um, so I... Um, Again, with the Air Force, I, I went, then I've got all these subjects, did the test, passed all the tests. I was the top person on the day, beat all the lads, said I want to be a lab tech, which was the science side again, and it told there's no vacancies. Okay. Ended up, they talked me into being what they called a spec tell at the time, which is most code. So I did eight years in the Air Force, best eight years ever. I learned an awful lot of things. Um, did lots of different postings. As admin, you would think it'd be quite boring, but I did so many different jobs in eight years, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of stuff that I can't talk about, but I did lots of things that were really good. Met some lovely people. Um, and it's interesting this week with you know, the Queen passing away. Ultimately, she was my boss, was in the forces. And oh yeah, a great deal of pride, you know, to have had the opportunity to serve. Um, but yeah, that, so I did that. I came out of the forces on my own choice, again because of something that happened at the time. And I just, I, I have this thing where I can't stand any nonsense. Um, so I will always take an action, and I will never regret anything I do because I believe. That's great. That's really great. good. You you make these decisions in life. Don't ever regret it. You might not have made the right choice, but change it. Don't regret what you do. And uh, so I've always kind of done that. Um, and then you know I have liked to learn as I go along. And when I come out of the forties, I sort of potted around for a few years. I was married. Um, we'd been married sort of seven years, and I had my daughter. Um, and during the sort of early years of her life, that's where I was working with the civil service and ended up making myself ill with stress and stuff and got sorted. The journey through there till now has been quite interesting because um, it's funny you meet people in life that you would never, you can't think how you came across them, but you know, you do. And I met a lovely lady who got me into um, healing, meditation, all the stuff that at one time would have made me run for the hills, I would have been petrified. Mm-hmm. Um, and these things, so that was when I was sort of turning 40, these things had a huge impact. 
Um, so whilst I have this professional side of life that I work through, you know, um, being, I say geeky, I'm a figures person that analyze stuff, to, to learn this side of myself to do with, um, meditation, accepting who you are. Um, I'm really good with people. I get people's life stories all over the place. I'll like be, I'm getting yours. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I don't really say a lot though. Uh, you know, I, I was, um, sat, for example, I was sat in the cafe one day and somebody said, Oh, can I borrow your sugar? And I went, Yes, of course you can. How are you? You're having a nice day. And they went, Oh, well, you know, actually I come for a coffee because I live on my own. I don't really see anybody. I went, All right. And all I did was just ask a couple of questions and got their life story within sort of 15 minutes. Um, and it was, you know, I left there, um, thinking, Well, that was nice and interesting. But, you know, they left there probably feeling somebody talked to me today. And, and I think there's something that lonely people in the world. And I, that's why I think if you can just smile at somebody or say hello or anything like that, it's lovely. And I know what I like to do that. So I kind of um, go along this, this is the way I am in life. I treat, treat people I want to be treated, basically. I hope when I'm old and sat there on my own, somebody will take the time to talk to me. I'm sure you'll have plenty of people to talk to you. So I don't think uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. And hopefully, like even like I'm 58, and I and we're on both on this path now, doing yeah. what we're doing. I'm sure I'm sure people will talk to us when we're much older because we're going to be doing hopefully doing this for a while yet. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm this sort of person, but like I said, I. I I always thought I was quite a shy person, and people always go, no, you're very calm. I don't understand where this confidence side of me comes from. I've got no idea. But I'm the person who, if I'm sat, when I was sat on a course, and it's somebody really quiet, nobody's talking to them, I'll be the one that goes and talks to them, even though I'm kind of nervous myself. Um, and I, that's just me. I'm curious. I, not not in a horrible, nasty way, but in a, you know, I'm curious as to, to help people. I don't like seeing anybody feel uncomfortable. Um, so then I um, worked, like I've been all of them, my family's always been up in Scotland, um, got to 50 and I actually, you know, there was something about turning 50. Um, it was like somebody flicked a switch that says, yeah. do what you want, you know. Um, not do what you want, there's no consequence, but you know, if there's something you've always wanted to do, well, you know, this is the time to do it because you know, you you start to reflect on I'm fifty, so I've maybe got God willing another twenty, thirty years good health, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste it, why would I? Mm -hmm. So I have got this mindset of um which was totally different sort of like even five years ago. Five years ago I used to be very security was I had to have my pay coming in, I had to go to pay the mortgage, I had to go to do this. I was so driven by security side of things, cleared the mortgage a few years back um, and then started going, right, what do I need to be um, happy? Mm -hmm. What do I want in life to be happy at this stage? Um, and I had put out to the universe, basically, you know, I did, we, we lived at Cramwell for 25 years. I said, it, you know, I want to move. Um, and I knew what I wanted, and I laid it all out. And once we decided, within a week of putting the house up, we sold it. We got the house we wanted. 
to everything that I wanted. So I have a knack of doing a lot of attraction without knowing how I'm doing it, which is strange again. That all happened. Settled in. Um, COVID came along. During COVID, I lost my dad and lost one of my aunties who I was extremely close to. Couldn't go to their funerals because of the situation. That was really weird. Um, Very hard for everybody at that moment in time. It was. It was. It was the strangest thing um, to experience. And um, again, though, it just makes you stop and reflect. And um, I was working for the NHS at the time, and I went into work, and again had a, a random conversation with somebody about pensions. I started looking into, you know, where I sat with things. Worked out that actually I could retire. So that's why I decided to retire just over 18 months ago. Okay. And that's been a really, you know, nice. So I'm mm-hmm. 59 now, 16 January. And it's more the, the later stages of being 50 where I've actually got a real handle on things, you know. And um, I'll put up my hand to that as well because I'm 58. And I feel now my life is in control, whereas yeah. before it wasn't in control at all. And yeah. isn't it funny that you, you'd you want to have this much earlier in your life, but in fact it comes at such a surprise much later. It just jumps up on you, doesn't it? And yes. I kind of think, I could have done with this 10, 20 years ago would have been nice, but it is what it is, you know. And, um, and, and they also say that... Everything comes at the right time and it comes yeah. for a reason. And even though we may look back and go, well, I wish I had this in my life 20 years ago or 10 years ago even, mm. it wasn't probably the right time for it. So the right, the time is now, this very yeah. moment in time. You Carry on. Choose. Yeah, because I, I remember um, late 90s, no, early 90s, sorry, before I had my daughter, NLP. I remember reading something about it back then, but at that time, I just couldn't afford to do it and forgot all about it. And it wasn't until a few years back, it's probably about, how long ago have done that? Six, seven years ago. It was more for my daughter. I said, oh, jump on do this little day thing, you know, kind of an NLP. It's something very interesting. And this is where this whole journey where I am now, a lot of that starts because the NLP, hypnotherapy, timeline therapy, all these things that come together now mm-hmm. came from it would have been right if I'd done it back then. It would have been a different journey entirely. And what I bring to it now is I bring a lot of life experience along with all those things I've done. Um, and that's a big difference, you know. And and because I'm in a place where I am now, I'm comfortable, I'm able to actually give the time to this now and, and do it. And I wouldn't be able to do that before. So... I, I do love being in my fifties, and I look forward to being in my sixties even more. Oh you know? wow, that's really nice statement to make, actually, for anybody who's listening into this podcast. Because I think all the ladies that we've met recently, all very similar ages, mm-hmm. and all of us have got this like sprite. You know, we've got, we're sprightly at the moment. We've got energy. We've got a buzz about us. We're excited about what's coming next. And I think that's what we need to portray out there, that, you know, 50 isn't don't over at all. No, I, I would say, don't be scared to get into these ages. I would say, just prepare, you know. Great. So your your business now, Yes. explain your business, because this is now we moved into the present, because you've told us about your trigger, 
Yeah. And now it's about the present. So what so, tell us about your business? So my business is called Clear Direction Coaching. I think mm-hmm. it's in the title. I want to give people direction. I want to make things clear for them to be able to do what they want to do in their lives. At the moment I'm looking at people women with stress. Um but um I want to build up another program up around taking people on their journey, which brings in more the um, healing energies. I like, you know, I, I like working with energies. I like working with colours. Um, and I think there's a lot, when you bring that out with people, and a lot of it comes around meditation, actually, and starts with that. But if you can, if you can get people to embrace themselves and to really understand how to really connect with themselves it's wonderful because then you know um they become stronger they understand the power that they have and more importantly they don't give that power up to anybody because that's theirs that's their gift to themselves and they should never let that go um and and it's it's just I just want to be able to share these things with people so that they understand understand them. A lot of people walk through life and have no idea what gifts they've got with themselves, you know, and it, and it's um it's quite sad, really. It's, it is because a lot of a lot of people, and we talked about this in my masterclass this morning about self limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. and those can come from within yourself or it can come externally. And the, the unfortunate thing is, if you don't I suppose, challenge those <clears throat> and change the narrative, then you are stuck with those and you don't move on. Whereas the kind of work you and I, both of us do, is is where we actually challenge people on what are their limiting beliefs and how you can change the narrative on that. Absolutely. And, you know, I do get drawn into your colour uh, mm. frame at the back. But, I mean, the thing about knowing yourself and, and the auras around you it gives you, you have to have insight into yourself to even take the first step forward. You yes. have to know you really well in order. So your work is really essential. Um, as probably would be mine. I mean, you're, you're probably going to real deep stuff with like auras mm. and, and therapies and meditation. And I touch. A part of that, but not, I mean, I, I'm going to have to get into the aura stuff because I just love that. You know, <laughs> we, we did exchange information yeah. the other day about how I was going to do that as well. But really, it, it's, um, it, so, you know, things like NLP show you how to read people and languages, but I actually pick it up more from the energies. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel things. So, um, when I was in the home group, um, we learned to do a lot of, um, psychic stuff. Uh, so I can do all that as well. And I understand how the energies are different depending on what you're doing. And, um, when I, when I do spiritual healing, I used to have people sort of say, if there's anybody there, <laughs> and you'd be going, no, because it's different energies and you wouldn't be giving them messages. Now, occasionally I may have had some devolver, but it's like, no, you're not talking now, so off you go. Um, and it's fascinating. People get fascinated with it, but because I'm very kinesthetic and I feel things, that helps me a lot with people as well. It's not that I don't have to tell them I'm feeling anything. It's just it helps me feel connect better with people. Um, 
and probably tunes you into that person really it does, yeah yeah, yeah. I, can, I can understand that yeah you've got to watch them because other people who i've come across people who are naturally open to the point it, it's a problem for them so the other side of it is i can show them how to close down and control that because that's a big thing um because it can be very draining and and when you're working with clients as well, even without doing the healing side, I've learned over the years when I work with people, as soon as I've finished a session, I know how to cleanse myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking that energy around with me. Um, that's, no, it, it's, you, you've got to look after yourself because if you're not doing that for yourself, you're not going to be able to help others anyway. Um, but I, I find, I don't know, I just, I just always have had this knack to connect with people. And I think probably because probably sat there inside me somewhere deep until I pulled it out. And um, when I was at work, a lot of people, I didn't really talk a lot about the spiritual stuff when I was working, um, doing data and stuff, because people found it a bit strange. They couldn't connect how, how can you be so logical and then do all this fuzzy stuff, as they maybe called it. Yeah, woohoo stuff, right? So how can you be so analytical yeah. and then be so doing some, like, woohoo, you know, woohoo stuff? I used to say to them, though, the thing is, though, it's two different sides of me. And, and the, the, the uh, woohoo stuff, I said, actually, I'm one of the biggest skeptics, so I'm, I'm the hardest one to convince because mm -hmm. I know what, I know what it should be. And, um, and when I do healing, I mean, I had a, a chap who was very, um, very brainy chap, really clever. And he said, I don't get it, Carl. I don't understand how you can do it. And I said to him, so if I talk about healing, I said, if you think of a prism, diffracts the light, breaks down mm -hmm. to the color of the rainbow, I went, yes, I went, right, healing. I'm the prism. The energy is coming through me and it's breaking it down into where it needs to go. And it's like, right, okay. So that's where that goes. So that's all the bits. Hopefully we'll come into the business um, as I move along. It'll be a separate program because it's not everybody's cup of tea. But there are people out there who want this, who need it. And that's what I'm going to work on next. So that's the bit I'll be really excited about doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, and I can understand that because I think I'm also have, like, not on the say. I have, I have, I think, tendencies or, or energies that I haven't followed up on. I mean, I know, I know that I'm like an empath. I take what absorb people's energies, and you know, somebody tells me a story, and I start sobbing. And I can understand where you're coming from, and it's definitely a side that I love to explore because it kind of makes me understand. I know that there's, you know, every, there's a lot more there. That I need to be exploring, and just like yourself, you know, you you're already in that in that field, but I have yet to step in. So, yeah, it's quite it's exciting stuff. I mean, um, when I was in my late twenties, we lived down in London, and one of my friends said, "Oh, will you come along to the spiritual church with us?" And I went, "Okay, what is it?" And um, she went, "Oh, it's just you know, come along." Um, I didn't know what to expect. This man gets on what they call the stage platform, starts walking up and down, and then he's pointing at people going, I've got so-and-so with me. And I, I remember saying to my friend, if he comes anywhere near me, I am running out the door. I am petrified. Thankfully, he didn't. But then it was really strange because, like I said, another 10 years down the line, yeah. that's exactly what I got into. And um, 
and it's really interesting to work with. I've had some really um, strange ones. I, I had a lady who, when I was given healing, when I, um, I, I started giving her healing, I expl- you explain how it works before you work with people for the first time and all the rest. I started giving her healing and I thought, oh, my throat's really sore, you know. And she actually turned around and said, excuse me, can you stop? Oh yes, you know, I thought, of course, something's wrong. She went, the, the, there's too much heat, and she and she said, can I? I said, my hands are fine, and she she touched my hands, and my hands were perfectly normal. In fact, they were kind of cold. And she said, well, where's the heat coming from? I said, well, it's obviously you need it. I said, but can I ask you, have you got something going on with your throat? And she went, um, uh, no. And I went, okay. I said, because that's when I'm feeling it actually. And she just, and she says, I'm just not coming. I said, well, we'll just stop there, you know, and I'm really sorry and left it. A few days later, the lady who I worked with before, who knew this woman, phoned me up to say that the, the woman had talked to her and explained she got quite, she was quite shocked because actually when I said about the throat, she was due to go in for an operation on her throat on the following Tuesday. And what happened was when she went for the pre-checkup, they said they couldn't do the operation because she actually had an infection in the throat. Wow, okay. And that's what the healing was picking up. And she wanted to know from my friend, how could I know that? And mm-hmm. Because my friend's a healer as well, she, she just explained that, you know, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she, she couldn't understand how this heat came on her whilst I was cold. But it's that thing, when you work with energies, it's, it's just... Fascinating. I, you know, I, I could talk about energy for hours. So, uh, oh, well, well, we need to have a, a cup of tea and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to do some distant healing so you can feel some energies and stuff. But that's where I want to go moving forward. I just want to share that with people, you know, that experience. I think a lot of, a lot, a lot of people will be interested in that. Mm. Honestly, and I think, you know, I think I am definitely am. And I think anybody who listens to this podcast will be saying, can we go and reach out to Carol and go on then? <laughs> well, it'd be nice. I mean, I, it, like I said, I have to think about how I would take it forward. Um, and I think for, for doing this sort of work, I maybe be more of a group initially, I would do, um, because you learn from each other as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting. And people... Certain people are drawn more towards um, psychic stuff. Other people are more drawn towards healing. Somebody else is going to be drawn towards the writing or whatever. And, and it's, it's a really interesting journey to go on, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you learn a lot. Um, so would you be able to pick up, here's a question because I'm interested, but would you be able to pick up somebody's kind of strength or they may say, well, okay, for example, I want to go into healing, but they'll be more better. They'll be better, more attuned to being a psychic, or they they think they want to be a psychic, but they're actually a spiritual healer by um, like naturally. I don't know if I necessarily pick up on it, but um, that's more. I think they pick it up themselves because because I can do a bit of it. I, my preference is healing, but as I say, I can do mediumship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tend to do mediumship just. Family, friends, really. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go into a church and stand on a platform. I've never wanted to do it so far. I don't know, maybe one of these, these days I might. I mean, I started off by reading tar- cards, tarot cards. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And I still get them out now and again because I have different sets. And at the moment, I quite like my angel cards. Yeah. Um, even if I just pull a card out for the day just to say, right, come on, what, what angels yeah. are going to be? What's going to happen? Um, that's instead of doing a mantra, I do my angel cards. <laughs> I do have angel cards and crystals. And you yeah. talk about mediumship because my... I think my psychic kind of journey or that kind of journey started and stopped, I would say, because when I was younger, Doreen Virtue, I used to read yeah. her books, yeah. which are all about mediumship. Mm-hmm. And then um, I used to read about um, lines on your hand, palm reading, mm-hmm. and then then the realities of life kick in, right? Yeah. So you kind of forget all about all that stuff. And then it kind of pops its head again. And then you think, oh, and then I got into kind of angel cards and um, tarots and crystals. Um, and then again, it's kind of taken a back seat. But I do still have angel cards. So it's interesting. Take them back out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I might have angel card competition. I have. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's certainly a conversation that you and I could have off this and maybe start another podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, with doing this, the course that we're doing you know, for our businesses, the thing that really unnerved me was doing videos. I'm very self-conscious, you know, of that. Um, so for me to actually post a video out last week was a huge thing. So I thought, right, actually, and I've been doing a few more. I've actually started doing some, funnily enough, about crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, just talking about what the crystal is, what it does, what it's good for. So I think I'm actually going to start heading that way anyway. Wow. Let's see, one door opens and um, and that just starts a whole cascade of events, really. Let's talk about what tips. You've given some tips to other people. So let's let's go on to the, the end bit of this particular podcast where if you were to give five tips to anybody who is younger or regardless of age, uh-huh. what would you what would those tips be? Um I would say a couple of things uh, my mum used to always tell me was um, please and thank you don't cost anything in life. It doesn't matter what you're doing or who you're speaking to, please and thank you. Um, I would say treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Regardless of age, size, creed, colour, I'm sorry. For me, we are all humans mm-hmm. and that's where it should begin in it. And a, that's a big part of being a spiritual person as well. We're all humans and uh, that's how we should treat each other. Um, I would say learn to laugh at yourself. Which we have on this Which podcast. I do very often. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me that started a bit like a, a defence mechanism. Yeah. Um, I say because I, I was shy when I was at school. Mm-hmm. But I find if if you can laugh at yourself, then you take away that opportunity for somebody to take the mick out of you or mm-hmm. to bully you. It kind of diffuses situations. And I've also used it when I've managed people because I'm the sort of manager I don't micromanage. And I used to make jokes about things so people would feel comfortable. And I said, you know, I make mistakes and make a joke about something and that as well. I would um, say, again, I'm kind of moving on with that one as well, is Learn to take responsibility for yourself, mm-hmm. for your actions. Um, and when you do that, that is part of you owning your power. And yeah. you've got to do that. 
don't if you go around blaming everybody for everything that ever went wrong to you, you know, you'll never learn to move on. And people may do things to you, but it's how you react to that and it's how you take responsibility for how you're going to deal with that. It's a big so I would say be responsible. Um and the last one would be look after your health. Um and I think that's more as I'm getting older, I'm getting really conscious of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I might like to think in my head, I'm still in my 20s, 30s, but believe me, my body goes, no woman, keep going like this and you're going to be hitting 80 in your body mm-hmm. works. So I think look after your health would be my, that would be my last tip. Fabulous. I, that, those are really, really useful tips for anybody of any age. What about women who are our age, over 50, what would you say to them? So what three tips would you give them? Um, I would say make plans um, and have, so that you've got something to look forward to. Um, because I think a lot of people, when they start getting older, they get into too much of a set routine mm-hmm. and don't make any plans. It's almost like they've decided they're not going to do anything. So actually make plans. It doesn't need to be anything big. It could just be, you know, I'm going to take myself off to the gallery. Um, I'm going to go and meet up with a friend and have a big piece of chocolate cake and a cup of tea. Or it could be something like I have always wanted to go to a particular country and do something. Well, you know, I'm going to do it. There's nothing stopping me. Mm-hmm. And I would say do that. Um, and again, part of that is trying new things. It's never too late to learn. So since I retired, I did French for four years when I was at school and then I was too, uh, self-conscious to actually take the exam. Mm-hmm. So I started doing French again. And I don't know if I'll ever use it, but I'm really surprised how much I remember. Wow. What do you do? It's like, it's like, um, riding a bike, isn't it? Yeah. The things that yeah. stay in the back of your head and exactly. in your mind. Yeah. So I think, you know, learn, learn new things, do new things. And also I think if you're, if you're going to learn new things, especially now COVID is under control, to go out and meet people and do different things is nice. You know, I started doing a class. It's a mixture of Pilates, yoga and Tai Chi. Wow. And it's really good, and I, there's some lovely ladies go to it, and I have such a laugh because I have no balance whatsoever. Okay. Um, which isn't good when you're trying to do yoga, but I give it a good go, and I just have a laugh when I'm doing it as well. Um, so again, you know, it's never too late to learn new things, um, to embrace them. And my last one would be, age is, is only a number, so don't get fixated by your age. Oh, I'm in my 50s. My life is over. It isn't over. There's just so much to do. And you just need to go out there and do it, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be mine. (laughs) Oh, congrats. Thank you for that. Words of wisdom. I think there's a lot there in terms of... Certainly. (laughs) You can't stop. You have to carry on. Yeah. Certainly, I mean, I think there was just recently in the paper again, it was uh, about keeping fit. And and like the Queen, for example, I I know God bless her soul, but she she kept fit. She was engaged all the time. I mean, what, a day or so back, she, you know, was meeting the new Prime Minister. She was still active. And 
that it shows that you have to retain all of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Example, you know, she, of everything that one should stand for, I believe. Yeah. Absolutely. She had those traits which are kind of lost in our modern world. Mm. Um, yeah. I think those are things that made her who she was and why people looked up to her. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, I would say when you get to over 50, just look at us. This is your second childhood. Absolutely. Your, your children probably grown up and left the house and about to leave. Mm-hmm. Don't don't think, oh, empty nest, oh, woe me. Just go, yes, I'm going to get my music on, I'm going to stick it up loud, and I'm going to dance in the house and do what I want because I can. I had my daughter say to me the other day when I said I was going to go around the world, right, taking my business with me. She said to me, are you going to abandon us? And I went, yeah. You know, <laughs> they're in their twenties, right? So yeah, I am because this is my time. Running away from home. <laughs> I'm the one that's packing my bags now. <laughs> that that is just fantastic to to just do that. Yeah, I know. You know, what's yeah. stopping you? Absolutely. If this business goes worldwide, there you are. I'll be traveling the globe. <laughs> No, I think it's awesome. I think it's great, you know. Um, I, I just wish more people were like that. Absolutely. Well, I think we are here to change the world, to change the narrative yeah. and to make a difference. So well, I'm sure you're going to do that. Uh, no, I was going to say, all of us are going to do that. You and I and everybody else we know at the moment. So we're all going to do that. So It's all, it's all good, isn't it? And I do think there's a, a great shift going on in the world when it comes to energies and how people look at things i think mm-hmm. a lot of that is changing now you know um and i think we're headed for interesting times well i hope there can well there's not going to be an improvement from what we've got at the moment <laughs> <laughs> there has to be an upward shift now rather than a downward well, shift should be, yes yes there should be <laughs> we would hope <laughs> well let's pray and and use our energies to create a difference in the world yes. and um, create change. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, Carol, thank you very much. It's been a highly interesting and amusing. Or my rambling. <laughs> no, no, we all ramble. I ramble too. <laughs> but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much You're for welcome. being on this podcast. And uh, you'll hear it next week, okay? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to You're Not Invisible After 50 podcast. If you want to hear more about some amazing women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast right here only on Spotify. Make sure you also check out our other services at www.roaringahead.com or follow at Roaring Ahead on Instagram or Facebook. And always remember, life doesn't end at 50, in fact, it's just beginning.